0: And uh, looking at, though, the story of the three wise men, Uh, we don't know, Uh, wise men, they They only brought three gifts, but uh, nonetheless, let's read the story starting in verse number one, Matthew chapter two, verse number one, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also." Uh, when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they had saw in the east, which they saw in the east, went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth unto Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. And when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt And was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by prophets saying out of Egypt have I called my son. Lord help us as we look into this story today uh, that again we'd be reminded of truths and learn something or be uh, encouraged by something we pray today and we ask it in Jesus name. Amen. Uh, Five just quick thoughts here this afternoon in the story here of the wise men uh, let's look at the beginning here. I see here, wise men surprised by the foolish. Wise men surprised by the foolish. Uh, we know that these, these wise men, they would study the stars, so I guess that would be astrologers, and uh, they, would study, they studied Scripture as well. They knew some things going on, obviously, and they traveled in uh, now when they found this star, and they, they asked when they came in, in verse 2, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Again, the time frame of this, it says in verse 1, Now when Jesus was born. So after the birth of Christ, the star appeared. Uh, these men followed the star and came in to uh, Herod and, and asked, Where is this child? He has been born king of the Jews. Uh, I'm going to read into this a little bit, but in verse 2, I, I'm assuming the wise men were excited and expected other people to be excited about this prophecy being fulfilled. My guess is they showed up thinking everybody must be celebrating this birth. This is a fulfillment of uh, a promise. This is a a big thing, this baby born king of the Jews. Everybody should be ecstatic about this. And, And in reality... It wasn't the case. Verse three: Herod heard these things and was troubled. But not just Herod; all of Jerusalem with him. Now it says that they kind of did some things secretly, and we know that Herod was trying to get find out where this Jesus was, so he could have him killed, and and all these sorts of things. But my guess is the wise men uh, picked up on a little bit of the uh, confusion, a little bit of the concern from the people here. And basically, it's a classic misunderstanding. For or maybe not for Herod. Herod had a reason to be troubled, I suppose, because of who he was and the title that he held, and and what it could mean to his throne. But all of Jerusalem, they should have been rejoicing. This is the promised child of God, and the wise men came from afar. They, this was not their necessarily promised. This was not that when they came from Judea, or excuse me, they came from um, uh, the east, but. We see this, this mindset of people who should have been excited were troubled, and why is that? Well, he's going to take over the throne, and he's going to. This is the misunderstanding, a lack of knowledge, uh, a lack of comprehension of what was going on here. And I find that interesting. Uh, we see in verses four through eight, foolish men tried to deceive. Uh, the King here he gathered up his priests and scribes, and he says, "Where is this Christ supposed to be born? He had people who were supposed to know these things, and if they didn't know it, they were supposed to find it out. So they begin to study and they begin to search and research. they got on Google. that was his name. Uh, why don't you know this? Uh, all right and so they, they find out uh, they go to their 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 big counselors, Google, Yahoo. And Bing, and they try to figure out, hey, what's going on? Why don't you you know these things? And they did some research and they said Bethlehem seems to be the place. There was, uh, in God's word, the prophet wrote and said in Bethlehem, Bethlehem, in verse 6, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Uh, I got a whole sermon on that some other time, but about small things that God uses in a big way. Bethlehem was one of those things. Bethlehem was small. It was, generally speaking, not not of the major sort. It was not somewhere that people went, hey, we're going to go on vacation, let's go to Bethlehem. Uh, That's not the mentality behind Bethlehem. But God said, I'm going to use you in a big way. So they find out all this information. And then verse 7, Herod told the wise men, when you you find him, uh, I'm sorry, verse 8, when you find him, go and search for him. When you find him, make sure you come back and tell me so that I, too, can go worship him. Now, we know that was not Herod's intent. He was lying. He was deceiving. Uh, We know that based off of what he did down the road here and sending out to have uh, um, kill off the young children, similar to what happened in Moses' day, Uh, kill off the young children so that he can wipe out this threat to the throne, so to say. And listen, what's interesting is, is Herod... He was foolish, he was prideful, he was egotistical, he was power hungry, all these things. But really what Herod, what I wish Herod would have understood, which I know this story and the way it's supposed to work and the prophecies and all that kind of stuff, this was going to be the way it was going to happen, but Christ came for Herod. I mean, Christ came. He wasn't there. He tells us in John that He he wasn't coming to judge and to condemn and to overrule and all those sorts of things. He came to seek the lost. That's why He was born. Now, He will return to judge. But on this, if I can use the word and not minimize it, on this visit, in which Jesus came to earth this time, He was there for the purpose of, of taking the lost and guiding them to the shepherd so that they can see their need for a savior, Herod included. And Herod's mind and Herod's thought was, we need to rid the world of this baby. I know times were different then than they are now. I just think back to this. I, just, I always go back to this when I think about the, those times. How worried kings, uh, emperors were of children, how threatened they were. By children, right? If they didn't have a son that was going to be the next, well, then their, their nephew was in trouble because he didn't want his nephew to have the throne. He wanted his kid to have the throne. And they would, I mean, there's, just, there's constant tales and stories of these kings killing off children because of fear of what that child would develop into and take over their throne. I mean, in my mind, I'm always like, it's going to take them 20, 30 years. To grow up and be ready for that, right? Like why what is the point? Why not have a part of developing and helping? and you know but again, different mindset, different time, different things going on back then, but nonetheless, they tried to deceive the wise men here. and again, the wise men were not wiser than God. God gave the wise men counsel, but it, it just it cracks me up to think that the Bible gives us the term wise men, and then there were people trying to deceive them. It's like well they're, they're known as wise like. I don't know. Maybe tell them the truth. Maybe they'd partner up with you. I don't know. I'm just thinking strategically here. Uh, but nonetheless, foolish men tried to deceive. Verse number 9, the star comes back. It says, uh, When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over the young child where the young child was. The whole star is an interesting uh, thing, right? Uh, they see the star. What What is it? Is it a, is it a really bright star? Is it a is it a pointing star? Is it a big arrow? What, you know? Is it Orion shooting his arrow and you see the arrow go and psh, land on somewhere? What is it? All these sorts of things. But these guys, they studied the stars. Um, and the stars, by the way, can be studied. <laughs> there are things in the universe, there are things in God's creation that are so wonderful and marvelous and it's neat to look into. We, we like going to the Creation Museum. At the Creation Museum they have uh, the um, thing with the stars planetarium, thank you, and you sit there and you watch. And the way they do it is just so awesome, where they zoom in, they come down on the Creation Museum, and they zoom out from there and zoom out 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 out, to where all you see now is stars. And it talks about the different galaxies, and it talks about the different levels, and it talks about all the different stars and all the millions that there are and all these different things. And there are things, though, uh, that can be studied, biblically studied through these things, the God's creation these guys, there was a, a sign. There was a, a, a given to them sign through this star that, that guided them. And they came in now to where the place is, where the young child was, it says in verse 9. Most people assume around two years old, but in, in somewhere a young child. Not, not born, not in the manger. They didn't show up to the manger scene. Uh, this was after the birth of Christ, and, and, and now they were living and all this kind of stuff. Anyways... They show up, and in verse number 10 and verse number 11, we see the proper response, the same response Herod should have had, and the same response Jerusalem should have had from these wise men from the east. Verse number 10, when they saw the star, that's just the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Hey, there's our sign. Verse 11, when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary's mother, they fell down and they worshipped, key word here, him, not her. They worshipped him. And when they opened, had opened up their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Um, the response to Jesus by the wise men is the same response that we should have, just as much as Herod should have and Jerusalem should have. They were excited with the opportunity to, to see him, first of all when they saw the star, exciting, exceeding great joy. But when they came into the house, their response was to worship. That's the first response. Now listen, these are grown men come into a house to people they've never met before. There's a young child there with his mom, and their response, according to Scripture, their first response is to fall down and worship. Now, it's exactly what I've been telling you for years. When you understand who God is, it changes your response to him. And they understood that this, this child was not just a child. And this child was not just another boy. was not a special boy. This was God. And they fell down and they worshipped him. You know, it's, it's in, again, we view worship differently now. We do worship differently now than they did back then but to see their humble response to seeing and meeting Jesus. I cannot imagine bowing down, falling down to a child. And they did, without hesitation from what we see. And of course they offered gifts, and, and there's so much that can be taught on that. We're not going to do it today, but with these gifts that they offered, um, expensive Uh, worthy of a king, right? They came down, and they they were coming to meet the future king of the Jews, the one who was born with the purpose of being the king of the Jews. And so they brought him gifts that they would bring to any king. We don't read of any gifts being given to Herod. It's not to say they didn't give any. They may have. I mean, I would assume, especially in those days, if you were meeting a king, you probably had something for him. Uh, because we don't read anywhere where they were disrespectful to Herod. I've heard people tell the story of their kind of looking past Herod and looking for the future king and excited about the future king, and they were in certain ways. I don't think they were disrespectful to Herod because I don't think Herod would have dealt with that well. (laughs) I'm assuming they gave some sort of gifts to Herod. Why? Because that's what you did to kings. And they came and they worshipped Jesus because he was God, and they gave gifts to Jesus because he was king. And they gave real gifts, Uh, you know, Shane and Company, uh, gold. And, uh, no, they didn't have Shane and Company back then. Uh, But they gave real gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That's the proper response. Look back in verse 2. It says, uh, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen the star in the east and are come to worship him. It shows you that they understood who he was. If he was just a king, there'd be no reason for worship, right? There'd be reason for the gifts. There'd be reason for the uh, feeling honored, all those sorts of things. But they came for the purpose to worship this, this child who was born king of the Jews. That's the proper response. But we see as well in verse number 12 that wise men still need wisdom. In verse 12, God speaks to them, being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod. They departed and went uh, into their own country another way. These wise men, I believe, truly were wise. I believe they were intelligent. I believe they were studious. Um, They had a lot of wisdom. But no matter how wise you are, you always need godly wisdom. And God was probably protecting them because there's a chance that Herod would have killed them uh, after they told him where Jesus was. But God ultimately was protecting his will. And he tells the wise men in the dream, don't go back to Herod. And they obeyed. Smart guys. They obeyed God. Went a different way back into their own land. I don't know how long, it always makes me think, uh, you know, Herod, he realizes at some point, verse 16, Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coasts thereof from two years old and under. Hence the reason we assume that Jesus was two years old or younger, um, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. So we see this... this, uh, uh, um, The wisdom passed down by God to the wisest of men. And it always reminds me when I read this story that, uh, because I'm assuming I'm not as wise as these wise men. Maybe you are, I just assume I'm not. Um, And it reminds me of the need for godly wisdom, where God uh, is never uh, not wise enough for me, (laughs) and I'm never wise enough to be without God. And uh, God's willingness to protect these wise men, uh, God's, God obviously is going to protect his will, but he could have sent the wise men back to Herod, um, told him to lie. He could have sent the wise men back to Herod and um, had them tell the truth and done something else. He could do whatever he wants, but this is what he chose. And he gave wisdom to these wise men, and they departed and went their own way. And I just—I always come back, when we talk about Christmas especially, I always come back to this reminder that it's not a story. It's history. It's not a storybook. It's not a fairy tale. It's not some cute little bedtime story. This is real stuff. Jesus is real. He was born for you and for me. And, uh, and because we've done so many children's plays and so many stories and so many whatever, sometimes we can fall in the habit of forgetting how real this, this actually is. But we, you know, the, the bumper sticker, wise men still seek God. How true that is, right? And these guys, they, they journeyed in. They were so excited to meet this Jesus. And it always baffles me when I read verse 3. It doesn't baffle me that Herod was troubled, but all Jerusalem with him. Always just kind of shakes me a little bit. And I think, how often do I hear about God's presence and I become troubled? Why is that? Well, it's because I'm not doing right. People, and, and listen, and I, again, I'm, I'm as much as this as anybody, all right? <laughs> but people get troubled when they hear God's word. Christians especially. They get upset or they get uh I don't know the right terminology for it. And my pastor always said, Well, if someone's stepping on your toes, wouldn't you be upset too? Um <laughs> But man we hear what God desires and we understand we begin to realize that you know, God's not pleased with our actions. And there really are two responses to that. One is we fall down and worship, and the other is we get troubled. But when we grasp who God is, we have the response that the wise men had. And we fall down and we worship. And in doing so, we continue to gain wisdom, gain blessing, and so on given to Mary and Joseph as well. Joseph uh, given instructions of where to go and, and what to do to, to be safe as well. Uh, and then in verse 20 they, they left uh, to head back to their home as well. But uh, this story of the wise men is always a fun one, right? You get to the difference between uh, wise men and uh, the, I was going to look at the shepherds too, uh, but we'll probably hold that off until Sunday morning uh, and look at the shepherds and during the story of Luke 2 and uh, everything like that as well. So I thought this would be a fun one to look at this afternoon. So, uh, so be wise and not foolish uh, and be excited about who God is and respond to God the right way, uh, the way that you should and worship him. We'll talk about more of that uh, down the road as well. Lord, thank you for letting us come today. Thank you for the time of fellowship and the time together. Thank you for your word and what it's taught us. Uh, Lord, thank you for this season. As we focus in on the birth of Christ, I just pray that you'd help us uh, uh, to be what you want us to be. Lord, help us to see who you are, recognize who you are, comprehend who you are so that we will obey you uh, more appropriately. Uh, help us and, and, and uh, provide for us this week. Be with those that are sick. I, I know uh, my boys are sick. The Baileys uh, are sick as well. And others are traveling. Be with them with safety and others who will travel throughout this week as well. Uh, Lord, bring us back together uh, to worship together, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. All right.